Chapter Seventeen of Baltimore Hats. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Baltimore Hats by William T. Brigham. Chapter Seventeen. A Model Establishment that part of the history of baltimore which relates to the present position of its hat industry is especially interesting as it records a business that has acquired large proportions placing it prominently among the many important manufactures of this city a business identified with the very earliest days of the city's existence growing and assuming in its movement a condition of vigor and prosperity that is encouraging for the future has given to baltimore a name and fame that places her in an enviable position at the very head of the hat manufacturing cities of this country as an example showing the growth and progress of the hat business and giving evidence of its extent in baltimore at the present time no better illustration can be offered than a description of the complete establishment erected by messrs brigham hopkins and company for the requirements of their extensive business while at the present time the hat business of baltimore is largely confined to the special manufacture of straw goods a revived movement made by one firm in the manufacture of silk and felt hats assures a development of that branch of the business also into such proportions that ere long it may restore to baltimore the prestige and rank it once held as the manufacturing centre of high grades of that class of goods going back to the early period of eighteen fourteen runyon harris the predecessor of this firm in advance of his time displayed evidence of progressive ideas by erecting what was then considered a large and spacious factory his structure was one hundred and twenty-five feet in length about twenty-five in width and two and a half stories high the area of space upon the two floors which was alone suited for workpeople was six thousand two hundred square feet the line of successors to runyon harris have all been found proverbially enterprising and energetic always noted as active and successful manufacturers of their day inheriting somewhat the spirit of activity so marked in their worthy predecessors messrs brigham hopkins and company are found in the advance and make no idle boast of an establishment whose breadth of space architectural beauty and convenience of arrangement find few rivals in the whole catalogue of similar business places in this country their warehouse prominently situated rises six stories above ground being one hundred and fifty feet deep by forty in width gives a surface area of forty two thousand square feet of workroom all of which is provided with unusual advantages for daylight and ventilation added to this is the detached make-shop of the firm located at relay station on the line of the baltimore and ohio railroad nine miles from the city it is a high studded building of one story built in this manner to allow the condensing and evaporation of steam which escapes from the batteries of boiling water around which the men are constantly at work this building is one hundred and thirty by sixty feet giving an addition to the city warehouse 7,800 square feet, or a total, in round numbers, of 50,000 square feet, upwards of an acre of working space, which is a good showing of growth and expansion, 
when contrasted with one of the best establishments of the year 1814. The handsome structure at the corner of German and Packer streets was erected by Messrs. Brigham, Hopkins & Company, designed and arranged to suit the demands of their own manufacturing business. Ground was broken in the month of April 1884, and the building completed and occupied in January 1885. It has a frontage of 41 feet 6 inches on German Street, and extends back on Packer Street 150 feet to Cider Alley. Located upon one of the broadest thoroughfares, at a point which is the watershed of this part of the city, being at the level of 100 feet above tidewater, it rises prominently among other fine warehouses surrounding it, showing its array of architectural beauty to advantage, for it is one of the most imposing of the mercantile structures of the city. The building is constructed of Baltimore pressed brick and the famous Potomac red sandstone, which together so harmonize in color as to render a very pleasing effect. The ornamentations surrounding the windows are in terracotta and molded brick. The style of the building is Romanesque or round arched. Very striking features are the immense arched openings upon the Pucker Street facade, being 17 feet in width and 25 feet in height, which with their broad treatment of mullioned panels and heavy rough-hewn stonework give strength and character to the building. These spacious windows are not simply for effect, but designate the location of the principal offices, and by their wide expanse afford abundance of light to the showrooms, making these departments particularly attractive by their cheerful airiness and brightness that plenty of sunlight always brings. Throughout the whole building is a generous treatment of spacious windows, flooding the interior with a bountiful supply of light, so necessary to the production of properly manufactured goods as well as to the health and comfort of the work people the main entrance to this building is marked by its liberal dimension a slight elevation is made from the sidewalk and beyond a recess of several feet are framed two large front plate glass windows which afford a view of the entire extent of the first floor with its offices and extensive storage room entrance doors are placed on either side of this recess Broad stairways connect every floor, providing easy and quick ingress and egress at both the front and back part of the building, rendering in the greatest degree security to the lives of those employed within. Adjoining in the rear is another structure three stories high, separated from the main building by fireproof brick walls, and used as a boiler room, as also for other departments of work desirable to be kept apart from the general workrooms. This separate building was designed as an additional means of safety in not having the large boilers within the limits of the main building From basement to roof this model factory is well equipped with all necessary modern plans for producing the best that is capable of being made in this manufacturing line End of chapter 17